Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy. And I'm Bruce. And today we have in studio Dr. Tim and Cheryl Brewer. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And I believe what we're going to talk about is the importance of temperament in marriage. So last time Dr. Tim and Cheryl were on, I'm going to tell you now, it was the highest rated episode that we've ever had. Sure was. Still is. Yep. Uh, And you guys really helped us share with the people about the importance of marriage and having a godly marriage. And I'm excited to have you back to talk about this temperament and what that actually means. So I'm going to let you guys talk for a little while and I'm going to learn a lot. So am I. Well, we're just honored to be here. You know, you two men are mentors to us, your spiritual mentors. We love you so much, and we're just honored to be here and be a part of the show. Amen. Awesome. Amen. We're blessed by that. Yeah, this is a this is a great a great thing. This podcast you guys are doing, it's great. It's uh touches so many areas and areas that are relevant. You know, yeah. and that's the thing. I think it's important. Uh, is that we don't just go out and do something. You guys are, are doing something that's relevant. It really helps, I think, helps people uh, grow mm-hmm. uh, individually, but spiritually helps their spiritual Absolutely. growth and opens our eyes to some things that they haven't thought about. You know, we we got folks that bombard us with all the spiritual things in the world, but sometimes you guys look at things a little differently, and I love that because sure. I'm one of those that uh, when – uh, my high school teacher told me when I wrote a paper, said, you know, I always knew I was going to diff- get a different paper from you because if I had you write an article about a, about a, a glass on a table, you were going to lay down on the floor and look at it from from under <laughs> and try to figure it out why it's there, you know. And so I, I love I love looking at things from a, a very a different a different point of view. That helps make you a great counselor. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I would think so too. Uh, so. I know like for what you guys do is so important to the body. Bruce and I, we deal with men a lot yeah. and um, <clears throat> not just men, but people in ministry a lot. Yes. And one of the things that we tell them is your first ministry is at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. And yes. so building a successful marriage and looking at that as a ministry is, is so important to the kingdom, uh, because everybody that's watching that, if, if the marriage is supposed to be a picture of Christ and his church, yes. then uh, building those successful marriages is key and is critical to all the, even the generations behind us that are watching this, mm-hmm. so they understand what a successful marriage looks like. So we do appreciate the ministry that you have. Absolutely. And I am very interested in, in learning about this temperament. Yeah, and, so uh, am I, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you guys conduct a test, is that right? Yeah, we do uh, what's called an APS or Arnold Profile System test. We've been trained in this thing for a long time, and uh, we've done literally hundreds of profiles and over thousands of sessions because there's there's usually to do it right. It takes you at least three sessions to go through the profile with folks because it mm-hmm. has three areas, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, but. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a clinical test, and okay. uh, you know, some folks go, "Oh, I can get it online." Yeah, no, it's not like a a self help uh, thing that you can record. You know, <laughs> yeah. that you yeah. can, you can go online and do. And what was the what's the magazine that that a lot of the ladies read? You know, they have their their surveys in them. You know, all that cosmopolitan yeah, and such. Yeah. Yeah, 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 such like that. It's it's not something you can do. And, you know, we have some folks who, who think, okay, let's take the test and just hand me the results. Well, if I hand you the results, you're going to look at it and go, wow, I'm a terrible person because they don't understand <laughs> right. it's written clinically. Sure. And we have to be able to know how to interpret it and how to present it. I, you know, Cheryl and I laugh sometimes when we look back at when we first started doing this years ago, we were, we were just learning how to do it. And sometimes we would actually just read it straight from the, from the profile. And man, it's brutal sometimes. And it's like, why would anybody want to come back for more of this? You know, God's grace. God's grace. but, but we've learned, we've learned, uh, you know, by doing it and, and, and having good mentors to show us a little bit about how to, how to do it. Uh, we've learned how to approach that and we've learned how it works. And it's funny. We will even be in, we were in the middle of a session about a week ago and something came to me in one of the one of their profiles, and I was like, "Oh man, I've never thought of it this way. Let me wow. let me present this." Yeah. And it was just really incredible. I'm like, "Thank you, Lord. You know, this is something great." Uh, 
and the more we use it, the more we love it, and the more we appreciate it because it it gets to the heart of things a lot quicker. You know, a lot of a lot of counselors, it'll take you a lot of sessions to get to what's really the, the heart of the problem. Okay, and this is more direct. And the thing is, is as we're going down the profile, it, it you know it it shows us it shows us your strengths, it shows us your weaknesses. I want you to live in your strengths. I want you to run your strengths. Right. You know, I want you to I want you to be just as confident as you can. But we look at the weaknesses and we want to build those weaknesses up because where's the mm-hmm. enemy going to attack us? In our weak spots, you know, if you go, you know, you guys, both you guys are military guys, former military guys, you put your best troops at the front on the battle, on the battle line, and you got your weak ones back there learning, right? Mm -hmm. you know, and and you're trying to bring their strengths up so that you can pull them to the front. Well, the enemy's going to, he's going to flank us every time and try to come after the weak ones. Yeah, right. And he, that's the way he does us. And so uh, that's one of the great things about this is it, it shows us our strengths and it shows us our weaknesses too. And before Tim explains a little bit more about temperament and we get yeah. into how it's important in marriage, the one thing that we always tell our counselees that I want to share with you guys, Jesus had every strength of all the temperaments. Okay. Mm-hmm. None of the weakness. Wow. Yeah. We're the only ones who have the weaknesses. Wow. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. But he had, you can go through the Bible and show every one of the strengths wow. throughout the Bible. This is all biblically based. Holy Spirit led. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. comes from the Lord. That's why it is so helpful and why it is so beneficial to couples. Awesome. Well, I, I, I want to take a moment and say, you mentioned something about the both of us being in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the I military and Troy was in the Air Force. I, I just wanted to, make that, <laughs> wanted to make that distinction. I, I, you know. I turned down an appointment to the Air Force Academy years ago, Good so I'll, I'll hold that, Good, I'll hold that exception. Good for you. Because when you mentioned Battlefield, he had no idea what he was talking about. But anyway, just wanted to make that point. So what is temperament? Well, temperament is, is basically a... A default way of feeling and thinking. Okay, that's inside of us. Uh, you know, if you give a, a you know a definition, it's, it says it's the manner of thinking, behaving, or reacting characteristic of a specific person, their disposition. Okay, you know? okay. And then one of the things that that talked uh, that's talked about is that this was discovered back even in med- medieval times. Okay, uh, you know, resulting in. And they talked about it results from dominance in one of our four humors. And uh, that's kind of where, where this came. Back in 460, Hippocrates even kind of alluded to temperaments and said that, that we operated because of the fluids within inside us mm-hmm. in which fluid had dominance uh, caused us to operate a certain way. And so mm-hmm. it's something that's been, it's been around for a while uh, back about, I think it's back in the middle 1800s, a guy named uh, Wilhelm Wundt. Okay. Nice German guy. <laughs> Wilhelm Wundt. Uh, you know, who's, who was kind of the father of experimental uh, psychology, uh, started uh, connecting the human body with personality and then, you know, a name that we all know, Sigmund Freud. You know, he started, right. he started, he started playing, you know, suggesting our, you know, our behavior and our personality was driven by, you know, our innate drives and, and our needs and all mm-hmm. that. And so that kind of brings us, you know, history-wise kind of up to where a lot of this this interest was. And then, uh, you know, back in, I guess probably back in the 60s, a guy named Tim LaHaye, you guys I remember, remember Tim LaHaye, you know, Christian writer and everything, started really pushing the idea of, of temperament. And uh, and he, he started doing research and he... He identified four temperaments, and he, he used that ancient research to kind of bring that forward. Okay. And, it, and it, it really kind of opened it up. And then our men, some of our mentors that we just dearly love, great people, uh, Dr. Richard and Phyllis Arno, uh, kind of picked this up back about 1983. He had, he had gone and had a degree, and he was actually a pastor, and he had— uh, gone, you know, Methodist pastor, I believe, if I remember correctly, he was a Methodist pastor. And then he started researching. He felt, felt God was calling him to counseling. He had pastored for a lot of years and felt God was calling him to counseling. And then somewhere in the process, the Holy Spirit came along and he became spirit filled and all that. And so, yeah. And, uh, (laughs) (laughs) he actually, he actually worked with, um, 
with CBN for a long time. Okay. He, oh, was, wow. he was over the counseling department for CBN for a long time. And, but he started researching, you know, hey, there's a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way to do this. And so he and his wife kind of went on a journey, and they did like 5,000 clients doing research on what their needs were, their wants, desires, and all that. And then they started, he started, you know, he had done a lot of research. He was, he had done research at Duke and, uh, and, and all of that. And he had done a lot of, a lot of other research. And he, he found this model called the fire B model for, by Will Schutz that had done it. It's kind of a temporary, uh, uh, kind of a, uh, a personality, uh, test okay. that, uh, that, that was, that was, uh, really caught his eye. And so he started, he felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, hey, look, this can be used. This is a tool that can be used for good. And so he started mm-hmm. praying about it. And so he started adapting that test using that that premise um, to be able to kind of put it all together. And so uh, that's kind of the a long version of how all that came to, how all that came to be. But uh, he and his wife actually did further research because they couldn't find exactly which category she fit in. Okay. It didn't work. <laughs> they had a lot of disagreements with Tim LaHaye over right. it. Wow. Really? He, he told Phyllis, he said, you're a wounded sanguine. And she said, I'm not wounded. Wow. That that can't fit me. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, said she grew, up, she grew mm-hmm. up in a pastor's home. She said, I had a great life. My parents were wonderful to me. I, I, I have not had dysfunction in any way. You know, right. she's probably in the one percent of the entire population yes, yeah, of the world yes. but uh she said it just didn't fit me and so mm-hmm. uh they they came up with the fifth temperament which uh, which we can talk about in just a little bit but it's uh and and so that has really opened up and it's funny because cheryl and i both have that temperament within okay. us that in one temperament in mm-hmm. one portion of us okay and so but it, it it's it's really uh, really, really, really fun for us. You, you, you have asked us, you know, we're doing a, doing a session or something that we can just like go way too long on probably. Uh, so you'll have to tell us to shut yeah, up. Tim, Tim can get long winded and do sidetracks hey. and stories and all kinds hey, of stuff. So you have taking to, notes, man. Go, Keep you talking. have to kind of go, come on, Tim, pull it back in here. Uh, but anyway, it's, uh, it, but it's, it's wonderful. And, and, you know, if we want to look at scripture, where a lot of it comes from, you know, Psalms one thirty nine fourteen, I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. So, when people start struggling, you talk to them about how you he were you were made. Yeah. 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 You know, God. Yeah. God took extreme care. Yeah. He wasn't afraid, right? But he was fearful in the sense he wanted to make you just right. Yeah, yeah, just right. Wow! Because when he makes you just right, he makes you for a purpose. Yeah, yeah. And so, folks, forget that. And wonderfully means he put wonder in you that he didn't put in somebody else. That's right. God has called all of us to do different things. We all have different assignments. You know, we weren't all called to be Billy Graham. We weren't all called to be, you know, to be uh, a a missionary. We weren't all called to be a teacher. We weren't all called to be a pastor. We weren't all called to be an evangelist, you know. And, And so he's put, he's put, you know, wonder in us. It says, marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you. It's hidden from the rest of us. Sometimes I don't know why I do what I do. And then I have to kind of go back and look at my temperament, you know. But my frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book, they were all written. The Mm. days fashioned for me. The days fashioned for me. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. That means, I got, that means I got the tools to handle today. Yeah. Yes, you do. You know, I got the tools. And when as yet, there were none of them. Anyway, I just want to say before, because I know we need to get into how it's important to marriage now that you kind of mm-hmm. get a little basis. Mm-hmm. The thing I love about temperament, what is one of the things the enemy fights everybody with? Their identity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the temperament helps bring back who you are. Just like he was saying, who God made you to be. Yeah. And the enemy can use your temperament against you. 
mm-hmm. which is what Tim was saying with yeah. him coming in against those weaknesses. So right. when you understand that, it empowers you. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's and it's, awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, it's so good uh, to, when you finally start understanding yourself, you go, I'm not crazy. <laughs> I'm made this way. I'm not crazy, you know. And, and you know, no matter what my spouse says, exactly, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, right. And you know, we we were uh, when I was working on my doctorate, we were like seven years into our marriage when I first started studying this, and I had researched this thing to death as to which direction I wanted to go with all this. And so, and then I found this, and I was like. This looks interesting, and the more I started, the more st- more I studied, I was like, "This is where we're going to go. This is okay. where we're going to live." And when we did the testing, and we started going over them together, it was like, "You really feel that way?" And she goes, "And she goes, you He's feel nodding. that way?" And I'm going, "Yes, <laughs> yes, yes." For those yeah. of you who can't see that, he was nodding. Yes, I do feel that way. And you did not hear my brains rattle. Uh, anyway. <laughs> But uh, anyway, it's uh, it, it. We found things out about each other that we didn't know, and we did these in front of our children. Okay, and we also did theirs, and it was it was glaring. Wow. It was glaring yes. when we did those. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and and our son is one that uh, he has very strong temperament characteristics in strong categories, and for him to go. Yeah, that is, that is me. is is very unusual because yeah. usually you have to pry that out of people. Right, but right. he was very he was very open and going. Yeah, that's who I am. Wow. That's exactly what I think. You know, and so it, it's it's really really cool uh, to be to be able to do that. But it's um, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, for us a lot of fun. We enjoy being able to do that because it, you know we start talking. They they take this little survey. And, and then we start interpreting and talking, talking about the areas and yeah. everything. And I go, you got all that from those questions? Wow. How did you get all that from those questions? You know, and so, but it, you know, temperament has uh, three areas. It, when it comes back, when the, when the report comes back, it has three areas. And it comes back in the area of inclusion, okay. control, and affection. Uh, inclusion has to do with your social energies, how you deal with people socially, and mm-hmm. also in, about your intellectual, how you think, your intellectual thinking has to do with that. The second area is the area of control. Now, when folks hear the word control, they think negatively, all, mm-hmm. automatically, our mind jumps control, control freak. You right. know, no. The area of control is how you make decisions for yourself and decisions for others. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, I call it how you order your world. Okay. I, I want to be able to order my world so I know how to work within it, sure. you know, and that kind of thing. And so it, that's the area of control. And then the last one is the area of affection. And that's how you give and receive love to those that are closest to you, you know, like your your spouse, yes. uh, your children, uh, family members, and even a small group of friends maybe that you're closest with. And, and depending on your temperament type will determine how many group of friends you're going to have. I'm just We'll, we'll, Interesting. we'll talk about that too. Cheryl, wow. Cheryl can definitely talk about that one uh, a little bit. But that it, those areas come, they come back to us, and 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 we go over those individually. You know, years ago, uh, I heard folks talking about, "Hey, we go over it in one session." I'm like, "There's no way." <laughs> there is no way you can go over it in one session. I don't know how. I would be totally confused if I had all this information presented to me, because it deals with three different areas of us and so yeah. uh so we break it up and we do at least one session on each area when we okay. do, when we work okay. on this the thing about it that's that is great that we explain to couples the three areas are important for you as a spouse because it helps me to know how you relate socially mm-hmm. in other words when a certain temperament say a melancholy marries a sanguine and in inclusion you're going to have struggles later on when the sanguine wants to be out and going around people all the time and melancholy wants to be home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to have issues. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's where wow. we tell them, okay, so here's the thing. You start off, what's our game plan? We'll go to this event. We'll say X amount of time. What's comfortable for both? And then you, that's what you work in. But if you don't, and we've even, because I'm less of, a social person than Tim. There have been times even you at church. Anyway, you, we, <laughs> we would be in church and he would still be stopping to talk to people. And this was before we started parking farther from church. But I would say, you know what? I'm going to go sit in the car 
you're fine. Yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah. I'm just done. Yeah. <laughs> My social battery has been used. Right. right. <laughs> and I need to be alone. Oh, that's awesome. I and, love it. That's he, awesome. And he knew that. Yeah. And it was fine. He could finish what he needed to do and then come yeah. meet me in the car. But if you don't know certain things about right. your temperament, you have the propensity for, okay, my feelings are hurt. That's really can, good. Mm-hmm. You can say mm-hmm. you're okay, but are you really? Yeah, yeah. You know? Cause and men and can, I would imagine that you doing that, that example that you gave, mm-hmm. now you're you're finishing up your business, but, it, but also you're thinking, okay, let me hurry up. Absolutely. Just out of courtesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. I know she's sitting in the car waiting for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it kind of, you know, it makes you more thoughtful, I would imagine, mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time. That's, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, those traits are so are so important to know because I can take care of myself, but also I can take care of her needs mm-hmm. that she right. needs. You know, and, uh, Cheryl was talking about, you know, couples sometimes, in, you know, miss. Miss 10 a.m. marries Mr. 10 p.m. Uh-huh. You know? and, and you got, you got totally, <laughs> you know, you got totally, uh, you got folks. One wants to go out and have a good time and go hang with the friends. And the rest is like, let me stay home and watch a movie. Right, I, mean, yeah, I, right, oh, right. I just want to nap, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the last one there. Mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do like to have friends, but I am very selective how long I spend with them. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and you're selective of who you spend time with. Exactly. That's exactly. also a part of your temperament. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But, the, you know, one of the good things about this is it gets down below, uh, you know, we've all heard about personality tests. And those yes. of you who have been in business have taken a million. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. there. I mean, I, I took one a few years ago was 300 questions. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm writing. I, you know, I have <laughs> I've read so much. I don't even know what I'm saying. But, you know, a lot of the big big ones you hear about are like Myers-Briggs or DISC. Uh, I do one in yes. the secular world when I do when I do uh, businesses because they're not open to a, a Christian-based thing. Right. You know, sometimes you sure. really have to be careful with that, even though I find ways of sliding those principles in my talks and sure. you know, team leading and, and leadership and things like that. But, uh, you know, you have, you know, DISC is a big one that's right now. I use a, I use one that called the bird test, which correlates to DISC a whole lot easier. Mm-hmm. And you, and it doesn't cost a million bucks to get certified in. So it's a, that's, that's the good thing about it. And then you have type finder or big five assessment or career profiler. There's just so many that organizations will do. And it's funny how, you know, we were mentioned the fire OB that, that Dr. Arno used, it's actually still pretty popular in businesses to be okay. used because wow. of its accurateness. Yeah. Uh, but this is, you know, the the profile, the personality ones, a lot of those pro, uh, personality tests are in that 70th percentile. Mm-hmm. The Arnold profile is in that 90th percentile. We have of some accuracy. of them, some some of them as high as 93, 94% accurate. Wow. But there are times when we have some that are just flat out spot on. And then sometimes there are just a couple of things that are yeah. not, not completely accurate. And that's why we go over them with them and talk to them and say, how do you feel about that? Yeah. Wow. And what I love about it is sometimes as we're going over the different characteristics of an area, we remind people spiritual growth can take you past your weaknesses and life experiences can keep you in those. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we have to look at those which help bring out those different areas when we talk about the temperament because then you can find out, hmm, is this something from your past, something that's causing you to live in this area, or you know what, I used to do that years ago, but God has set me free yeah. from that. That is not something I lean towards anymore. Wow. So I, I know like like with the personality test, you have the little buckets that everybody sits in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. kind of categorizes you. It sounds like this is the same, at least in principle. In principle, yeah. So what what are the books? I think you said there were five of them. Mm-hmm. So what are the five areas? What are yeah. Before we do that, let me, th- let me throw something in real quick. Yeah. You know, and, and we were talking about the temperament, about the personality. Uh, the reason we like temperament is temperament gets down below personality sure. because personality okay. is like a mask that you show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's like 
I call I call it like the persona we use on Facebook. I call it to Facebook mm-hmm. because we present a persona because we want people to like us. Right. Yeah. We want you know we want to present that image that everybody loves. We show the best meal we've ever eaten, the prettiest place we've ever been to, right. all of that because we want folks to be attracted to us. Well, temperament kind of gets behind the mask, and and you have to really you have to test to really get it accurate. It's, you can't just I can look at somebody and know they have a certain a few certain traits. But I have been, there have been times I've been so wrong, it just blew me away. And then, you know, I, you know, Cheryl and I have tried and we've done, like we said, we've done hundreds of these profiles Mm -hmm. and thousands of sessions trying to, you know, help interpret this stuff with people, but you have to test, but temperament is actually comes from the DNA from our parents. It's not like blue hair, blue, blue eyes or, 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 or brown hair or whatever, it's it's that spiritual DNA that comes, uh, you know, their right. feelings, their thoughts, all of that thing that they're inherited from their from your parents. Curses. Yeah, it can and mm-hmm. it can it can identify that as well. A lot of those things can can really be tied with, tied with generational curses. Absolutely, right. yeah. uh, but it, but it, it's that it's that that DNA that we get from our parents, and and uh, and so that temperament is where we are at our default where we are at the beginning, where we are at our weaknesses, and we right. can default to those in our weaknesses. Right. And we can even default past our spiritual growth back to that default. Mm-hmm. But that temperament plus the life experiences create character. And then so temperament and character gives us our personality. And so it gets down below the personality. Okay. And so that's that's why we we love this is because sometimes it cuts. It, we we say sometimes it cuts to the core. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It kind of lets us know, you know, hey, this is this is where you are, and that temperament doesn't change. It's who we are. It's who we're made. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. The, yeah. Have you seen it? Like an average person, does it change over time, over their age? You know, over aging or that kind of thing. But I think is your answer. No, it, it 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 stays. It stays the same, but. The experiences that you have can cause you to operate in a different way. Like if I I know that I might have a tendency to be stubborn, which Cheryl is hoping I will change one of these. (laughs) I am a phlegmatic. I am a phlegmatic, and I am stubborn. And but the reason I'm stubborn is because I am one of the traits of the phlegmatic is that I will research it to death to make sure I make the right decision. So when I make the decision, it is the right decision. You know that kind of thing. To her, it looks like procrastination. Will he ever make a decision? Right. Will he ever yeah, do it? Right. To me, it's like I gotta get this decision right because the, every, the you know the world on its axis depends on whether I get this decision <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> and so uh, you know. It, and then he says, "Blue, we're going with blue." Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Finally, <laughs> but but the temp, but the temp, you know temperament is it can. Uh, it can, you can grow, you can have spiritual maturity and grow past some of the weaknesses that you have. And you can also, li- we've, we have folks that sometimes that come into us and they are not, li- they are not living in their real temperament. They're living in a, and this happens a lot of times with, especially with women yeah. uh, who are, uh, who maybe doesn't have a husband who's leading in the house. Okay. Yeah. And they're having to hold the reins. Yes. Of the whole house spiritually, right? Maybe physically, maybe paying, maybe paying the bills. They're having right. to hold the reins, and they weren't intended to hold the reins, and so as a result, they're they're in a terrible place. And yeah. so we're like, you know, we got to get the husband in here, and we got to talk, and we got to help him try to understand it. He's got a role to play, and so she can relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, sometimes single moms, bless their hearts, man, single mom. They will make it happen whether they're, they're, they're supposed to be the kind of person to do it. They'll work three jobs. They'll do whatever they're going to do, but they're going to make sure the family's successful. Right. You know? And so sometimes living, not living in your temperament can cause you to be frustrated. What yeah. looks like depression can really be a major amount of frustration and anxiety. Wow. I was just going to circle back to Troy's question because there are the five areas. There's choleric. And we can give you just a little snippet because mm-hmm. there's so much about a temperament. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. choleric is what most people consider that type A person. They're the driven person. Mm-hmm. They're going to do whatever it takes. Great leaders. Um, great leaders. Um, then you have the melancholy, which gets a bad rap. 
<laughs> I'm say it because I are one. Um, <laughs> like yeah. That's just in control. Pray for Tim. Um, but the melancholy, you know, gets that. Oh, they're just the Eeyore type. That's. But your temperaments are your creative people. Intellectually, they are the ones who are your musicians, your writers. Okay. Um, they painters. are the ones who, yeah, painters. They they are very into the arts. Very mindful, mm-hmm. um, very intellectual people. If it's in their area of inclusion, um, then you have the phlegmatic, as Tim was referring to. The phlegmatic is your peacemaker. Mm. The phlegmatic is is mm. your uh, diplomat. They very much can come into a room and read the room. Mm-hmm. They know mm. already something about you before they talk to you. Got it. Yeah. Um, and we're also pulling in what we've learned from the spiritual phlegmatics yeah, right. are. There's a discernment. There's, there's, factor from just what we've done in the profiles we've used we have a lot of people we found who have a very prophetic gift if they are phlegmatic Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just part of what's tied there then there is the sanguine sanguine loves everybody and everybody loves sanguine (laughs) they're the people Mm -hmm. person the sunshine people let's want to make everybody happy Mm -hmm. and then there is the sapine that is the fifth temperament that was discovered sapine is what i like to call the reesey cup of the temperaments because it's melancholy and sanguine smacked together. Wow. So wow. you have a little bit of the melancholy tendencies and a little bit of the sanguine tendencies with it That's as well. That's interesting, man. Yeah. So do you find anybody who's kind of almost equal across the board with all five present? I don't. It's almost Very impossible seldom. to do all five. Yeah. You could do because... Also, to bring a twist to it, you can have a blend, Mm -hmm. but the only blend you can have is a phlegmatic. The phlegmatic will come and blend with the other temperaments, Uh but no other two temperaments will blend. Uh That's interesting. And then there's other components of of expressed and wanted. Like if if phlegmatic came first and then uh, supine came second, they express as a phlegmatic and they really want us a supine. Uh There's just so many blends to it. And and it... it, uh, at times, it, it, it can almost get, it almost play with your head a little bit. You have wow. to go, okay, let me think a little bit. Okay, all right. And so I know why you're thinking this way, and this is the way you think. And uh, I love when I get phlegmatics in the room because I know exactly what they're feeling, and I yeah. can go, I can I can just, I start talking, they'll go, why? Are, how did you know all that? This <laughs> right. is crazy. How did, oh, I'm not the only one that feels that way? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. This is good. And so all of a sudden, they're thinking, I'm not crazy. I haven't lost my mind, you know. And 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 it for uh, we laughed. Uh, our pastor had taken the four, the the one with Tim Lay had done years ago. Yes. He had taken that test, and he was like, "I just don't. I'm just conflicted on this. To, this is me sometimes, but it's not me all the time. That kind of thing." Mm-hmm. And we did this one with him, and he goes, "This is freeing. This is this is freeing because it breaks it up in different areas." And now I understand why I think the way I think. You know, right. it's, it's it's almost like it's almost like you know, you you have a camera and you you turning you're turning the lens until it's clear. Yeah, and, and it brought clarity to him. And so it's it, it's it's a it's a great uh, a great I think a great tool to help us be able to get to to people and 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 to understand them to understand themselves because when we understand ourselves we start we have a little clarity about more about our identity and you know you guys you know we've already mentioned this one of the biggest things that folks are struggling with today yes sir is yeah. identity yes absolutely. It, you know I, I remember about four or five years ago I, I i googled the most google words you know and and the, and one of the biggest one of the top google words was identity and the enemy is doing his best to steal people's identity yes skew identity i mean one of the biggest things in their news recently was a, a marketing campaign where identity was thrown into it and it was like oh man there was a revolt on that one you know and yeah. so you know we we uh we have to this i think this helps folks understand a little bit more about themselves and then when we can work the word into it a little bit more and help them understand their spiritual identity yeah i think we're we're really we're really making progress Wow. So if you take this, you know, the five different components or the five different temperaments, how do you use this in your practice? And how do you take that? How would you use my temperament to help me relate to my wife and her temperament? 
Go for it. <laughs> well, I'm going to give give you some examples because once you know your temperament and who you are, how you sometimes just knowing that's why I respond that way mm-hmm. when you say something mm-hmm. to me. Example, melancholy. I can speak greatly to this like Tim can to phlegmatic. If you approach me with something that might have not gone the way I expected it to, if he comes to me because something didn't work out how I wanted, mm-hmm. he has learned because of my temperament, I will take things very offensive. You can say something just straightforward. Here you go. That didn't work out. Already, I'm a failure because a melancholy doesn't feel good enough. We're perfectionists. Uh, we want everything top of the line. Mm-hmm. We have higher expectations for ourselves mm-hmm. and for others. So it's real easy to be disappointed in myself and him. So I have to know, is that coming from my temperament? Mm-hmm. Or is it truly a situation something didn't work out? So he has learned how to come to me and say, honey, I'm so sorry that didn't work out the way you wanted to. Have you thought about maybe looking at it this way? That doesn't sound like a rejection to me. Right. Yeah. He's learned how to bring things to me because of my temperament that I won't feel Uh just not good enough. Wow. So knowing those things about each other's temperament, going back to the thing about his phlegmatic talking about taking time to make a decision that is something that very recently he did <laughs> and it saved us from from being in a bad situation yeah and i thanked him i said honey yeah. i thank you that you were in tune thank you that you had a check in your spirit because you were waiting right i did tell him communicate to tell me that yes. you had the check <laughs> in your spirit exactly right <laughs> <laughs> but that's what held him back from making a decision and i yeah. know that he will do that he will take longer so I, knowing that, I'll just say, honey, if this is something we have to move on time-wise, remember we have a timeline. Mm-hmm. But I don't push daily. Yeah. I just have to put that out there for him. So it yeah. sounds like communication, though, seems to be the little bridge between. Absolutely. Yeah, to make it actually work. That's mm-hmm. right. You know, mm-hmm. being able to come to a particular level of communication. Yeah. And, you know, to, to tag on to what Cheryl was talking about with melancholies, words mean everything to yes. a melancholy. Yes. What you say to them, they never forget. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when you lash at a melancholy and you call them names or you say something to them, they can't forget those. It's hard for them to get past that. And healing is hard with a melancholy sometimes mm-hmm. because they can take it to heart. First of all, they have a small group of friends. Right. They usually have a small core of friends that right. they're going to let into their world. And to you, for you to get into that circle, they've got to hear trust and reliability. And, and, and it, for you to even get into that circle, it's like a friend of our, like a, one of our clients said, it's got to be like an arrow shot at the bullseye. It's got to be straight. If they sense any fuzziness, mm-hmm. you know, if, if they sense any what we call in the vernacular BS, mm-hmm. belief systems, that's right. what we're going there, okay? <laughs> <laughs> if they sense that the belief systems are not good, they don't let you in their world, uh-huh. you know? And so uh, it's it, it, a, a melancholy, for a melancholy to let you in their world, they got to trust you. And if there's something that attacks them, or something that they go, that's not quite right. You're not going to get in their world. And so they will. They can shut you down very quickly. Mm-hmm. Very wow. quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Troy, to go back to your question, when you know your spouse's temperament, let's talk about affection. You could be on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. The thing is, you can know your spouse's love language, and we found that they fall into alignment with the temperament, okay. which would make perfect sense mm-hmm. for it to do that. You have to realize I'm loving you the way, of course, I want to receive it. That's just natural. Right. But you have to know, and we never, I think we talked about this last time, we don't use the word compromise. We use sacrifice. Yeah. Because that's what marriage is. You sacrifice for each other. Right. So you sacrifice what you might need to make sure that your spouse is getting what they need. Mm -hmm. And knowing to the core who they are, and like Tim said, if words are important to your spouse, you're going to know how important it is to affirm them 
on a continual basis and then vice versa for each other. We both are supine in affection. The thing about that is <laughs> supine has a lot of great traits. One of the worst things, the weaknesses <laughs> of the supine is you expect others to read your mind. Mm. Wow. So our affection, if we're not careful, can get cold because mm-hmm. we're not communicating. Right. I'm yeah. expecting him to, well, you know, you. how long have you been with me? <laughs> you know me better than that. What are you thinking, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's where exactly what you said, Bruce, communication. Yeah. No matter, knowing your temperament's great, but if you don't communicate don't about communicate it, it, yeah, then it doesn't work. Yeah. It works for you because you know about yourself. Sure. But if you're not communicating and sharing those needs with each other, another area of the temperament, once we l- learn that, I found out that the phlegmatic part of Tim, to, and when I say isn't thoughtful, they don't always go beyond, they, I hate to say it, baby, I'm sorry, but it's true. Phlegmatics can be a little selfish. They can. They can. It's Absolutely. just the way their minds work. Yeah. They're focused on other things. And so there would be times I would be like, come home. He hasn't done this. Why didn't you start this for me? You know, different little things mm-hmm. that happens yep. in every married life. Right? right. Right. Why didn't you do that? You know me, you know, when I come home, <laughs> this has to be done. Yeah. And I used to do what Tim has mentioned before the, cabinet concerto with slamming cabinets um, <laughs> to let him know I wasn't happy because I didn't want to talk about it, but I wanted him to know I wasn't happy. Um, so you which, didn't want to say it, but you wanted him to yes, know. But you absolutely. <laughs> because remember, he should read my mind. That's he right. should know why I'm upset. Right, I shouldn't right. have to tell him. And I'm so thankful for soft closed doors now. <laughs> yes. yes. But I st- because I knew our temperament, I would think about it and go, Cheryl, if you ask him, Will he do it? Of course he will. Yeah. You just have to communicate. And so it was, honey, can you come help me do this to get ready for dinner? Sure, honey. Give me one minute to finish what I'm doing and I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. So you, sometimes we get worked up over things that aren't even important. Right. Yeah. Whereas if you know the heart of your spouse, and that's with anybody, I don't care what your temperament is. If you right. know the heart of your spouse, And what Tim always tells our clients, um, assume positive intent. That's a good way to look at it. That's that's great. His intent towards me is always going to be positive. Yeah. Did he maybe forget something? Did he maybe not do something the way I wanted to him to? Sure, that can happen, and vice versa. I don't do everything the way he wants me to all the time either. But if we assume positive intent, then we communicate about it. We're good. That's right. It's, awesome. And there are times when I'm frustrated at myself that I didn't think of, I wouldn't think it ahead enough to be able to help with that. Cause I, you know, we have a crazy schedule. I mean, we yeah. we're counseling three <laughs> nights a week, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And we have counseled on Wednesday night uh, before. And we, we try to push that back as much as we can so we can be involved in our own church. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, but uh, sometimes, sometimes I, you know, I'm like, why didn't I do that ahead? I could have just done that. I was home. I could have done that for her, and it would have been easier. And I get angry at myself when she'll mention it. I'm like, oh, I just, you know. But I, I keep telling her, I said, I ride the slow bus. <laughs> but I do get there eventually, I promise, you know. Uh, <laughs> my heart's there, you know. It just takes me a little while to get there. And so, she, I, you know, and then sometimes when she's discussing, I'm already there and I'm sitting there waiting. Okay, she'll work through it. She'll finally get to me. I'm there, you know. But uh, that's it's another subject within itself. But. Uh, you know, it's, it, it, it's so good, you know, to know these tendencies, like I can, I can actually pull up part of Troy's here. I've got Troy's profile here. <laughs> oh, you already did yours. See, I, I'm sitting here the whole time. I'm saying it would have been great if we had done it like you and I had done it. Not, not you and yeah. I together but <laughs> right, right, right. for the, for the podcast, you know, that would yeah. have been and, uh, cool. yeah, so we may have to have y'all come back, man. And, and put us on the spot, man. Yeah. Well, Please feel free to put Troy on the spot I'm, I'm now. A, I'm, a, I'm just going to pull a couple <laughs> you of things. We were kindred spirits. I'm just going yes. <laughs> to. Troy's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> put the knife down, Troy, please. <laughs> yeah. No, just a couple of things I'm going to pull out of Troy's. I think I think it's good. Uh, is like in his area of control, you know, one of these things that says good leadership capabilities, you know, especially Absolutely. if he's able to move. 
in unknown areas at his own pace. Okay. So he's got, he's got the ability to lead, but he wants to be competent. He wants to be in control. He wants to know he's mastered the material before he walks into it. Mm-hmm. Pretty accurate? That is pretty accurate. Pretty accurate. You know, and so, for instance, if Tisha is wanting Troy to make a decision before he has all the facts and he feels good about it, and mm-hmm. she pushes him, what's he going to do? He's going to be either angry or he's going to dig his heels in and say, wait. I'm got to figure this thing out. I've right. got to feel like I'm in control of this. So if she knows that's a trait he has, she is very careful how she approaches and pushes him. Later. And to make mm-hmm. sure he yeah. has all yeah. the information yeah. and that's time it. to process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure she gets a copy of this. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since we went over this. You know, it's been years ago since we did yeah. this. We yeah. probably mm-hmm. need to do that. You know, and here's, an, uh, here's another statement. Compulsively, compulsively demands truth, order, reliability, and dependability from himself and others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he holds himself at a high standard, mm-hmm. sometimes a standard that he can't even reach. Mm-hmm. It angers him. Sometimes he's got his standards so true. high it makes him angry yeah. that I can't even reach my own standard. And then we got all these slackers out here walking around. You know, <laughs> they, 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 they're, they're clocking in at, at, at 7.59 and they clock out at 5 o'clock exactly. He wants folks around to go the extra mile. Right, you know, take their load. Don't be, yeah. don't, don't be throwing, and don't be throwing it on my desk. Right, at the last right, 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 right. <laughs> and so, knowing things like that, you know, for a spouse, especially, you know, I, I always tell melancholies they need to have a beach bum in their lives. <laughs> you know, because they need to learn. They need to sometimes not hold their standard quite so high. Yeah. You know, they need one or two of those people that live paycheck to paycheck. Sir, sir, dude, man, let's go, man. Let's have a good time. Hey, Tim. You know, all that junk. You know, and so <laughs> just to kind of lighten them up, because sometimes they can get a little heady. You know, Troy, yes. Troy loves to laugh. That was one thing yeah, I was yeah, saying. Yeah. He yeah. loves to laugh. Right, loves right, right. But a lot of times the melancholies can get a little serious. Mm-hmm. And us phlegmatics, heaven, heaven help us. You know, yeah. We're just like, like, yeah, you know, mm, flatline. You yeah, know, like a, like on the heart monitor. You know, we can be we can be flatline sometimes because all we're thinking about is the next nap we're going to get. You know, uh, that kind of thing. Because our energy level is just not super strong. You know, yeah, and so if you got like a sanguine out there, like if Cheryl was a sanguine and she wanted to go go and do all kind of things, you know, all kind of activities, and she's married to a phlegmatic, and I'm like. I'll go with you for a while, but we got to come home, you know, soon. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, she needs to know that. Yeah. You know, and, and knowing that in your relationship, and I'll be honest with you, it plays into your kids too, because your mm-hmm. kids, your kids, you you will learn that you can, that you probably need to approach your kids a little differently sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, we we as parents, we've been you know one size fits all. You're gonna do what I say, and that's gonna be it. You know that kind of thing all the time. Sometimes that doesn't work with every kid. Mm-hmm. No, there's there's ways there's ways of discipline. You know, and and I, I grew from the old school. Hey man, you put the hand of the hand of correction on the seat of understanding. You know that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. And and sometimes that doesn't work as well with every kid. Right. We had two very different kids. Our first one came out. Man, she was like bright eyes looking around like, oh, this is cool, man. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know. And then the other one came out, and he was like. Had this wrinkled face, like it's cold out here, man. Right, it's bright. Put me back. Where is this? <laughs> and so, you know, different. Sometimes, you know, I was a teacher for twenty years, uh, and I wish I had known about this. I believe I would have treated kids different mm-hmm. in a different way of being able to reach wow. them and getting. Because the cool thing is, when you got more tools, yeah, you can get more potential out of people. Yeah, wow, That's true. You know, and, and, and you want you want to motivate people. Sometimes everybody's not motivated the same way. If I know what your motivation is, I can get I can get more out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can say real quick, sometimes we're talking about when people are opposites, how that mm-hmm. looks. Well, sometimes you butt heads because you're the same. Oh, mm. oh boy. Good point. So knowing that we had a couple we worked with and they were both <laughs> melancholy in control. And they had a hard time making decisions. They weren't getting along well. And we went over the temperament. And the husband had the light bulb moment. And it was great because you saw it happen. Mm-hmm. And then he said, now I get it. 
I'm the same way. And if I talk to her about these things to myself, I would not receive it. Mm-hmm. So now I get it. Wow. He had to see it from that yeah. same point yeah. of view. And mm-hmm. then he realized, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> now I know how she feels. Yeah. How would I respond to that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. That's good. That's yeah. awesome. And, and that was, that, that was, I'll never forget that night. I remember where exactly he was sitting in the office and the look on his face. It was, it was, it was, it was priceless. Wow. But we were able to talk to him. Hey, look, think about this. So if you guys got aligned in direction, pulling together as opposed to butting heads, imagine the amount of things you could get accomplished as a couple. And I went on to use the example. I know you guys have probably seen this example of how oxen, when they're trained, they're trained, of course, in a yoke. And they usually try to put them in you know, equal, equal size oxen when they train them. Mm-hmm. And so that when one pulls, they pull the same way, because if one pulls stronger than the other, you don't go in a straight line, you know, kind of thing. And and I used to know the figures, and I'm not sure if these are right, but it says, you know, I I think it's something like one oxen can pull like 2,000 pounds by themselves, like a ton by themselves, I believe it's right. And then two oxen together can pull like 10,000 pounds together, you know. Kind of scriptural there. One yeah, puts a right. thousand, a thousand to, to fight. Two, two puts put ten thousand. Ten thousand yeah. to fight. Wow. You know, kind of a kind of a scriptural parallel there. So when they get on the same page, especially if they're working together in a business or yeah. they're working together in a ministry, right? If they're if they're on the same page, what can they accomplish? Yeah, man. When they get the same vision, you know, yeah. you know the Bible's very clear. Without a vision, the people perish. perish if they don't have vision cast to go in a direction. Yeah. And so when they get that vision, hey, look, I'm not fighting against you. I'm I'm fighting with you. We're together. We're pulling yeah. it together. Wow. So I'm looking at these three areas, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if you've ever been asked this before. So you have inclusion, mm-hmm. control, and affection. And affection. Yes. Okay, and then you have the five buckets that kind of can be configured mm-hmm. over those three areas. In any of those areas, is it beneficial for someone to have the same or be in the same bucket? If, if that makes sense. So it, it can is it beneficial in the area of control for both parties to be a phlomatic or or in the area of affection, can both parties be melancholy? Mm-hmm. Is there any scenario where that's beneficial. Oh, it, when you know your strengths, it's kind of like what Tim was talking about and you're working together with that. It can so be mm-hmm. beneficial as long as you both know that. Got it. Otherwise you do the butting of heads because you're not relating to each other or here's the thing. Talk about the area of control with, if you're both melancholy. So you're both expecting perfectionism. You're both wanting it to be perfect. You're both wanting truth, order, reliability. As long as you both know that about each other, you're going to ride great together with all your decisions. Mm-hmm. But if, put it this way, say one of the spouse isn't spiritually where they should be or in sin, yeah, then you're going to have issues because they're going to want to dominate Yeah, because wow. they don't bring with their temperament the submission yeah. of the that's Lord. That's a good point. Wow, that's great, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and you know, to kind of go to the to go to that question and, and talk a little bit more, is it is it necessary? No, if it is, it's great. But remember, it's kind of like being married. If we were both the same, one of us would be unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I need some different outlook. I'm a phlegmatic. I like I like I can I can lead. I can organize. I can get things done. But I like to work shoulder to shoulder with somebody mm-hmm. when I do when I do a project because I want to be able to keep bouncing ideas. What do you think about? What do you think about? How do you mm-hmm. feel about this? Are we going in the right direction? And if I'm getting that affirmation, man, I am even pulling stronger, you know. Yeah. And so that's just just the way I work. Clerics, they're extreme strong leaders. They've got uh, the the thing is is they're on the next project in their mind while they're mm-hmm. working on the project they're in. Yeah. They're, they're already past it. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, if it's a pastor, he's on this campus, but he's already building the next. <laughs> he's already got the plans already built. He's already got, he's got the workers lined up to build wow. the next campus. Yeah. He knows wow. the colors. He knows the furniture. Mm. He's already got that in his mind. You know, uh, any kind of a leader, 
you know, a lot of, uh, that's choleric. Sanguins or sanguins and clerics will look a lot alike in in socially mm-hmm. because they're both so bright and positive and people mm-hmm. want to be around them. Mm-hmm. The sanguins the sanguins probably doesn't have the follow through the, the cleric does. Right. But they both are they both folks are attracted to them. I mean sanguins are, you know, they're like, hey, all I want to do is, you know, Cheryl Crow song, all I want to do is have some fun. Man, that's the same one, man. And parties, they're a party waiting to happen, you know. <laughs> and so, you know, but uh, but they, they all, you know, all of these have abilities to lead. Uh, probably if, if there were any, the supine is going to lead from a servant's heart, from a servant leadership mm-hmm. position because mm-hmm. they're, they're a servant. They believe in, in you, know, you, and you'll see supines all over, all over your organizations. Mm-hmm. You'll see them in your churches. They're the ones who show up and clean up, and nobody knows that they did it. Right. Yeah. And they're not telling anybody they did it, or right. they'll show up and do something. I, I, we were in a church. I was in a church years ago uh, when I first started teaching in South Georgia, and it was this beautiful little uh, Assembly of God church, and and it was one of those churches that if you saw something need to be done. You better jump on it and do it because somebody else is going to beat you to it. Because mm-hmm. they did. It was. It was just that. It was. There were, that church was. If I. If I could probably test that church was full of supines. Man. I was going to say. Get, yeah. They probably. Get that, they'll get that stuff done. I mean, yeah. that church was the prettiest little church inside, outside, grounds, everything perfect. Wow. Because there was always somebody showing up to do something. And it wasn't always the same person. Mm-hmm. Just so many different people. And any um any any differentiation noticeable between male female as far as the supines honestly no melancholies it's it's a mixed bag it's just a mixed bag it truly is interesting but sometimes i'm glad you brought that up because of a temperament and life experience okay it can make harder for men to sometimes be if they are supine Mm mm-hmm to embrace being the because they're more tender hearted. Uh-huh. Mm. They have a, a softer spirit to them. Mm-hmm. And in the world we live in, if you're a man with a softer spirit, then you're already labeled something you're not. Right. right. Yeah. Which yeah. is how the enemy attacks your identity. Yeah. Yeah. And who yeah. you are. That's really good. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was in the arts for so many, many years and uh and as a musician and as a director and conductor and all that. And, uh, you know, for years, when I first started, folks could look at you kind of, why are you doing this? That's not, that's not, you know, what a guy does. And yeah. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, I'm just as masculine as anybody else. Right. Right. I want to shoot my guns and I want to, I could bust wood just like the <laughs> right. big guys. And I've, right. I've worked hard. I've, I've done construction work and I've done all that. But that doesn't have anything to do with my identity. Yeah, you know, yeah. My, my my identity is totally separate from 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 the creative side of me. Right. You know? And right. so, but it, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we the enemy does its best to attack that portion of us, and we just have to say no. Just say no. We don't need. We don't. We don't have to have to just cause somebody throws a label on us. We don't have to be that. Right. Okay, so a question I have is, is there any correlation between these temperaments and mental illness that you guys have seen? Yeah, I, you know, we one one session that we did, Cheryl and I were actually in the session, and it was uh, we were talking with the person, and they had been diagnosed ADD or ADHD. It was one of the two uh, that they had been diagnosed early in their lives, okay. and bipolar. Oh wow. And we started doing the profiles and going over the things in the profiles. And they were looking like, do you think they may have gotten it wrong? Wow. And I'm like, it's possible. I said, I'm not a psychiatrist or a, you know, I'm not an MD. But I do believe that some of the things that they were dealing with were just not knowing who they were as opposed to all of the crazy things that people label medical community are quick wow. to throw a label and mm-hmm. i love the medical community so don't get me wrong and there are a lot of them a lot smarter than i am but sometimes i think we throw around labels and throw medicine at people sometimes yeah when we don't need to do that right and it was just like so i feel this way looking at this profile and i feel this way maybe they didn't get it right 
And so, wow. you know, sometimes we, we will actually send folks back to their doctor and say, let's have, a, why don't you have a conversation with them and talk to them on why they felt this way. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I think, you know, it's amazing how that a lot of, uh, a lot of Europeans don't even recognize the term ADD and ADHD that we throw on our kids all the time. Right. You know, yeah. sometimes it, I, I, and I hate to say it, sometimes I think it's called bad parenting. Wow. Wow. Sometimes there's medication needed. I've seen it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes I think it's called bad parenting. Wow. And if your child has a temperament where it's, okay, I have to go here and I have to go do this. And, oh, I can't, I started to clean my room, but I didn't get it finished. Yeah. And I went and did this and I just didn't get it finished. And so then they get labeled as something. Right. And it's their temperament. And when you learn it's their temperament, you learn sense. how to teach them to break things up. Yes. Don't give them so much at once to do because right. they're not going to be able to focus that long. Right. That doesn't mean they can't focus. Doesn't mean it's ADHD or ADD. It's their temperament. It's who God made them to wow. be. It helps them learn how to break those things up. It'll help your kid learn how to study and do schoolwork. I, I think this is phenomenal, um, the work that you guys do. and Absolutely. You know, these tests... Uh, one question I do have, how would someone get the test? How would they? Yeah, I want to know <laughs> because I'm ready to take mine. <laughs> so I'm going to make Robin take hers with me. You know? I know yes. you already said you yeah. can't just go online and, cause, yeah. you know, but, right. but where, where mm-hmm. would someone go? Um, or how can, how can they get in touch with you guys? Right. We, we do, we do these all the time. And sometimes folks will come to us just to do the temperament test. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we love we love we love doing them because sometimes if it's a key to, that will open their eyes, we just love we love seeing it happen. You know, mm-hmm. those like Cheryl was talking about that aha moment. You know, right. happens. Oh, we love it. So yeah, I was just gonna say, give them our email address, and right. what will happen is you can contact us. We will have your the test actually comes from the National Christian Counseling Association. That's okay. who we're a part yeah. of. Okay, they will send it to you. Say, Doctor Tim would like for you to partake yes you will take the test they will let us know when the results are in and then we schedule a time and that's when we go over it awesome right. yeah it's real simple it's uh it's not a long a long survey and and when they do it we want them to ask to answer the questions quickly and as objectively as they can don't try to overthink there's right. no right or wrong answers yeah it yeah. doesn't tell whether you're normal or abnormal i mean you know folks will ask me what normal is and i'll say it's a, a setting on the dryer i wouldn't know normal <laughs> if, i am not normal and i would not know normal when it walked in my office because I, I i just don't know what that looks like but but it you know but answer them truthfully and we can work from there, and so we can we can do that. We we uh, we have you know have an office here in Charlotte in the Steel Creek area. We love to do folks. Uh, we love to do folks in person uh, more than we do. We can do this online, but we love to do them on pers- in person. And if you go to our website www.judacarecenter.org, or you can call the office 704-426-3206. You can look us up. We're on Psychology Today, and 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 uh, we're into Google listings as well too. But but you need someone who's certified to do this yeah. to be able to yeah. interpret those results because you know it's like we said it's not a questionnaire that you can get out of a you can get out of a magazine or something. Right. And, and, uh, and if you don't know how to interpret this, if I handed you that sheet and said, here, this is what it is, you would just, it would probably, we'd probably be spending months trying to undo the damage that you would probably <laughs> try to read into it, you know? And, uh, and cause you have to, you have to learn how to word these things and you have to learn how to interpret these things, but it's, they're, they're, they're easy to do. And, and, uh, we'll be glad that we'd be glad to do those with, with folks if they have that desire to do that. And it, uh, yeah, we've seen folks take the temporal profile and then all of a sudden we're working on it. It starts, well, I'll, I want to work on this now. Right. Can we work on this? Right. Yeah. Like, wow. That's cool too. We're glad, we're glad to do that. Wow. Amazing content, amazing work. Fantastic, um, man. If you would tell them one more time how to get in touch with you. That's at Judicare Center, www.judicarecenter.org. Our phone number is 704-426-3206. Please leave a message because we, we're we a smaller, smaller practice with two of us. And so if we're in sessions, we can't answer the phone. We, yeah. We're not at the point where we can pay somebody to answer the phone for us. So just leave a message and we'll try to get back to you as quickly as we can. So just, just be patient. We'll try to get back to you as soon as we can. Or you can email us. 
Cheryl at judicarecenter.org or Tim at judicarecenter.org. Uh, you can either email us too as well. And I tell you, women, if you need a great lady to work with you, the best one I know, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'll pay you later, baby. <laughs> well, we'll make That's sure awesome. we add that information to the show notes Yep. Uh, when we put this, this broadcast out. I really do want to take the opportunity to thank you guys for sharing this with us. Yes. I'm really hoping a lot of people contact you uh, because I, I see this as being a very beneficial tool if for nothing else, just to help you to understand yourself yeah, and how you Absolutely. tick. Sure. And I, I can see that as being beneficial to marriages. Pull that in. If you can understand yourself, you can understand how your spouse ticks. And I think it probably would eliminate a lot of pointless arguments. Sure. Uh, so Sure. Uh, and help you grow together a little bit better. So thank you so much for taking your time. I'm Troy. I'm Bruce. We're glad that you joined us here under Victory. Victory.